You're like so gay. But hey, all you yeah. sexual deviants. <laughs> and sexual deviant wannabes, what is going on? Uh, my name is Matt. My name is Aaron. And that is Erica and Nikki in the background. Uh, <laughs> Can you hear them? I, I heard them for a hot sec. Oh my god. <laughs> I have switched locations again. <laughs> we are uh, in Boston now at um, my uncle's house, but my uncle, my great uncle is in Florida, so it's open. So we were like, ah, oh, there's no one in Boston. Let's go to Boston. So we're here for Christmas because we're recording this episode. I almost said on New Year's Eve. On Christmas Eve. <laughs> but you're but you're Jewish. Yeah, but Christmas Eve still happens. I just get Thai food and watch the Christmas story for twenty four hours straight. No, I, I understand that it still happens, but it's interesting that you guys decided to go off and do something special for Christmas when you don't celebrate. Well anyway. Well, if you're listening to this <laughs> and it's your first ever time listening to us, that's crazy because this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's kidding. it that's right folks this is the end by phoebe bridgers um no mm-hmm. totally kidding this, this is... is the end by jonah hill <laughs> what is that oh that's oh. A, a movie yep. i don't actually even know if it was jonah hill but it was somebody like that i think it was like him and michael Sarah. i don't know i never actually saw I think it like miley cyrus was in it wasn't she there was some hot girl in it and she dies like immediately she like falls. Into oh, the was it um the girl from Easy A, and La La Land? Emma. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I was like Roberts Watson. Emma Watson. It was Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Really? Yeah, Emma Watson was in it as Emma Watson. <laughs> James so Franco's funny. in it. Oh, it's Seth Rogen. Oh, he's the, oh, he's oh. The guy. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. That in that like time period, they all kind of merged they were all doing the same movies together i feel like or maybe it was just super bad but anyway um it was almost eight years ago now which is anyway Um, so this is the end (laughs) this is the end of season juan and season uno for our spanish-speaking friends so yeah we are gonna take a little bit of a break but fear not we will be back back. (laughs) And until then, there are 25 other episodes for you to listen to. That 25? Jesus Christ, that's a lot. It, this it doesn't... might be the 25th. Okay. It might be the 25th. It doesn't but... sound like a lot, but when you think about it, like, it's a lot. Especially for you. I am so proud of us. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm, like, proud that Thanks we did this. it all, but, like, I'm very proud of all the work that you've put in. It has been quite mm-hmm. remarkable. Um, Mm. but I'm excited. I think what we've got coming up in season two is going to be really exciting. Um, we're not changing things around. We're not becoming a whole new podcast, but I think it's going to be more interesting content. Um, I think it'll be more, I hope it'll be more fun for you to, to work with and edit or that there won't have to be as much editing. Ooh. (laughs) Or that I won't have as many other things on my plate. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. What, what does he mean what, what does he <laughs> what does he mean um we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one up to the imagination but mm-hmm. um we are going to take the month of january off we'll be back in february and we're going to be back with a lot of cool new people and stories and formats and we're gonna play around with a whole bunch of stuff to try to make these episodes even more exciting bring you stories in a different way just really try to spice it up a little bit yeah totally 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 Mm -hmm. and if you have any suggestions on how we can do that you can write them down and put them in your desk and don't do anything with them (laughs) oh because i don't want to hear them well, <laughs> I would like you to send them to me on a carrier pigeon, please. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because carrier pigeons can't catch COVID. I read that earlier today, so it's totally safe. Uh, oh. I, look, they? Can I you read imagine if, if pigeons <laughs> spread it? New York yeah. would be so fucked. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. 
I don't know. I read it on Bright. I read it on Breitbart, so it can't be false. Is that like light bright? No, it's like. <laughs> imagine. I, I don't know what want. Is. Oh, okay, great. I was. Gonna <laughs> probably, I was gonna probably alienate. I was gonna say some of our listeners, but I don't imagine we have many listeners who read. Yeah, if, if, any are, <laughs> if any of the listeners of this gay podcast are listening or are reading Breitbart, um, DM Maybe. us. I'd actually love to have you on the show. It'd be really interesting. <laughs> I want to pick your brain. Yeah, and in if front you, of everybody. But, yeah, but only if you read it because you think it's real serious news, not because you mm. read it just to like know what's going on on the other side. That's under more understandable. But even if you do that. That would be an interesting conversation, too. It I would. I can't don't. do that. What? I wouldn't be able to handle, like, reading news just from the other side just for the sake of knowing what's going on over there. Oh, no. That's the only... Like, my version of doing that is, like, not muting Donald Trump on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I did that, like, over two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I really needed that. I also have muted almost everything to do with Taylor Swift, which is weird because I don't hate I her. <laughs> I support but, that, though. But I just can't stand the Swifties, <laughs> especially after this double album release. And I've got nothing. I have nothing against her. I mean, her music is not my cup of tea, but I don't. Mm. I don't hold it against you if it is. I just. It's just too much. Too much content. I can't handle it. I now yeah, I have that in common. I don't really. Yeah. I respect her. She works hard, and she As, makes her. Oh coin, yeah, mm-hmm. and her music is. Not my music, but a lot of people love it. But I agree. Um, the and discourse I, surrounding her is just like too overwhelming. Much. Yeah, I hope we did that in a in a way to not alienate some of our listeners because I know for sure <laughs> there are definitely some Swifties out there. So I, I mean, I guarantee I listen to music that people are like, "You listen to that," so it's okay. I just I just don't want to piss anybody off about Taylor Swift. Breitbart. I hope I'm she ha- writes a song about yeah. us. <laughs> I'm happy to piss people off surrounding Breitbart, but um, Taylor Swift, I'm a little less into because I'm because she's not problematic. <laughs> I'm just more scared of her followers than I am of the right wing. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the fun things that we're thinking about doing for next season just to get everybody amped up? Absolutely. 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 So um, we're not bringing that into next season. <laughs> um, why the fuck not? Uh, if you can't tell, I need a mental restart so fucking badly. <laughs> um, it's so fucking mad. Well, which is um, weird because your vlogs have not seemed like that. Why? I don't know. I've, you've I've been, been watching. Is that your way of saying I've been watching the vlogs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was part of it, but. <laughs> uh-huh. No, you seem like you're making great content. You've got your flow, your mojo's going when you're ma- when you're vlogging. Yeah, you turn the camera on and automatically it's just well, not automatically. Oh. It definitely is like my energy changes when I'm on camera, which oh. is really interesting. So you I've should start that about myself. Hmm, you should start putting yourself on camera for the podcast. <laughs> See what happens. I'll start doing it too. I want to turn us into a video podcast for sure, but we need to. That's something that I need to sit down for a day and like figure out how to do because, um, like, even if Matt, if we got cameras and like recorded ourselves we can't like guarantee that our guests will have a camera and it's Mm -hmm. like we could use the zoom call but then it's just like i don't even like then i'd have to edit two separate things so i'm like "Uh so um that could be something that happens in season two if not i might just put it on youtube i've been meaning to do this actually it's just put the episodes on youtube with like a picture and the audio um just so that they're there as like another way to find them because the YouTube algorithm rocks and mm-hmm. the podcast algorithm doesn't exist. You know what? I actually do listen to a soccer podcast and they put their video. I think they actually live stream it and then upload that audio as the podcast. But I don't think we want to do that. I mean, we're getting more to a point where I feel like we could. Like, I'm definitely editing it, editing it like a lot and a lot, 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 lot less. Mm-hmm. Um 
but I still need the security of yes yeah and also it's like live streaming to or like recording to zoom and then editing that audio isn't like that great whereas like if we each were recording on like a camera or well Mm -hmm. actually maybe if we recorded to zoom but like had a mic connected it would be better i don't know regardless this is the troubleshooting that we will do off of the off the recording um but that's one thing that might happen um we have a number of guests already lined up for season two that we're both very excited about um we have a world-class athlete coming we've on. got two actually two lined up so far mm-hmm. uh we have a few musicians coming on we've got a few um internet personalities who would like to come on um we've got some big time activists we do we do (laughs) (laughs) we do (laughs) so basically we've got a lot of really cool people that are gonna come on we've got super even i mean we've got more cool people that are come on that are gonna tell their their cool stories they might even be some people that you've heard of before Wow. I don't even know who Matt's alluding to right now. Crazy. I'm just, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Um, but that being, yeah, but that being said, um, we still would love to hear from anybody listening. If you have people that you want to hear come on the podcast, um, however famous they are within reason, to be honest. I mean, if you're going to throw like, I don't know, RuPaul in there, like, let's just be honest. We're not getting RuPaul. But any I mean, unless you know his fucking publicist, in which case, throw them our way. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> imagine we have a crossover episode with What's the Tea? Anything is possible if you just <laughs> believe. <laughs> um, I'm manifesting this for 2021. Can you um, imagine if we like downloaded an episode of What's the Tea and then we cut out like he was like like RuPaul was like interviewing <laughs> someone and we cut out all of their answers and we just like put in our audio and we called it a crossover. Wait, that would actually probably do really epic as an episode. Like I and it bet would, people I it bet would, it would like get coverage. And like, it would, yeah, it would also get us coverage in a, a courtroom too, I bet. <laughs> I don't think so. I would think at that point like they've got their episodes like licensed. Like, that audio can't be reproduced or edited without, like, written permission of... But if it's under um, fair use policies, then it can. And if we're not monetizing it, then it's, like, we very probably... We might be able to. Maybe this should be the first podcast video you make, we put on YouTube. Of us just <laughs> being interviewed by Rue and Michelle. Yes. That would be really funny. All right, stay tuned, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this could be a stroke of genius yeah. or a stroke of lawsuits a stroke of a pen <laughs> yes <laughs> um anyway if you guys have any um anybody that you want to recommend that we get on here shoot us a dm we're always open to suggestions especially if you know them um, yes always down to hear yes. what you guys have to say um yeah also definitely thinking like i don't know if anybody noticed this i think we talked about it a little bit explicitly probably in the beginning of we talked about it in the first episode of december but the theme of the month for december was like aids awareness month which i thought um was kind of nice to have like a theme that kind of tied every episode together um i agree excuse me (laughs) ma'am Yeah. So we're thinking about ways to kind of play with that and tie that in and work with that in new and creative and exciting ways. Um, TBD, but Aaron's got a lot of really cool. Yeah. Aaron's got a lot of really cool ideas about how to do that. I don't know if you guys can tell Aaron is like the content mastermind behind this all. Um, and I just kind of be like, that's a great idea when I'm like, I would have never thought of that, but that is a great idea. Um, so there is a lot of cool things to do with the theme that Aaron has come up with and 
thrown at me and I'm kind of like, I would have never thought of that or like, that's such a good idea. So, I mean, some of them too come from our uh, um, producer, Ian Malone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, just kind of show like, I mean, I'm always of the mindset. I love working on projects where you kind of bring people together and kind of, you know, bring the best that everybody has to offer. And I think that that kind of is the way to get the strongest results. So for sure. um, it's fun to bring in our friends who have different gifts and different talents and kind of pull all their ideas to, to try to make the best product possible. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. on that, on that note, <laughs> to tie this episode into AIDS awareness. Yeah. Um, I think there's just a few things that we wanted to, few notes we wanted to end on in, in terms of, you know, HIV AIDS awareness. Um, you know, I think we did a pretty good job, uh, us and our guests. Actually, oh. really quickly, something that I don't think that we really talked about that we probably should start with is like when you say HIV AIDS, what does that mean? Are they oh, different? God. Oh God, you're really asking. Uh, I You're really pushing the limits of my knowledge here. Um, yes. I mean, we're, we're all learning together. Yeah. Yes. Um, medical listeners um please jump into my dms with some specific uh facts but basically hiv um is like the precursor to aids you can maintain hiv and not have aids and never get to aids um i think it's not as intense i know i I think what it is is like once you have aids is it's really like full-blown it's taken over your system i think it used to be ravaging your body yeah i think it is not necessarily but is kind of like the beginning of the end oh i don't know about that but um i mean historically definitely yes historically Um, for sure looking at how it was before i mean before there was modern medicine i think it was like if you had aids it was visible and it meant that you were like near death basically Mm -hmm. but um, what Google says is HIV is the virus. So it's just like the pure infection and like what you, you know, like you're saying the beginning when you're infected with the virus, that's HIV. And then AIDS is, you know, the immunodeficiency syndrome. And that's more of a um, condition, like the condition of your body, I think. I wonder so. if there is as much of a difference these days, though. Like if you're being treated for it, I wonder if you can have AIDS. I guess we probably really should have had a doctor on. I mean, maybe not. I mean, but also, like, just because the AIDS Awareness Month is ending doesn't mean that we're not going to talk yeah. about it again. Like, <laughs> it's just something that we're both passionate about and felt like our audience could yes. from listening to and learning th- a little bit more about. And like like Matt has said, we're not experts, but... Um, yes, and I think agreeing with the passion, but I think we're passionate about... We're not passionate about the medical intricacies of it oh i'm passionate about the social side yeah yeah but i will say um i do feel pretty strongly about something that is not i don't think is as well known maybe outside of um the lgbt community um there's a a phrase a written i don't even know slogan maybe i don't know what to call it but um you see around the the like the phrase u equals u um which means undetectable means untransmittable and so basically what that means is you with the way that hiv and hiv medication has evolved and you know you like we've talked about before you can really live a full meaningful life you can live as if you the virus it basically doesn't exist but you can have your viral load which is like the parts per million i i want to say of the hiv virus in your system to such a low level that you are it's undetectable if you were to be tested um and therefore it means that you cannot give it to somebody else it's untransmittable Mm. and so that's something i think that is really people are trying to push a lot more now because it it is it you know when you say it's untransmittable I think this, you know, it also ties back into our earlier conversations about like um, having to tell or disclosure, status disclosure mm-hmm. when you're having sex with someone because it's like, well, 
if I literally can't give it to you, like, do I need need to tell you? do, Do I need to tell you the fact that I'm untransmittable? Like, there is so much stigma just by the fact that it is in your system, even though, like, literally I can't give it to you, but you're still treating me differently is something that happens still. So there's, there's a lot of intricacy or a lot of shitty things that happen around that. But I think it's something that it, the more it's talked about, the more that people know that, you know, if you're undetectable, you literally cannot give it to somebody, the better. Yeah. And the more totally. we respect that. Yeah. Was that long winded? Slightly. You, but... Yeah. You, you know how I talk about things. <laughs> in circles yeah <laughs> it's okay yeah no but that was no. good um yeah mm-hmm. and that the oh, next thing well i was gonna yeah. say it also reminds me you ruined my segue man <laughs> um i can never tell when you pause for more than three seconds if you want me to move on or if you're like just thinking we'll work on it yeah i i honestly don't know either sometimes um this is the beauty of recording a podcast over zoom i'm telling you people it's really difficult yeah seriously um well it's not difficult but it's it's not the same as in person with body language and stuff oh for sure anyway um i was gonna move on to talking about um blood donation if you wanted to speak about that a little bit I absolutely will speak about this because this is something that has come up in my life a few times this year. And it's always so interesting to me how many heterosexual people still don't know about it. Um, oh my God, so many. Every time it even every time it gets brought up here, I'm like, what? crazy. Well, everyone was asking me in like August because once I found out that I had the antibodies from COVID because I got an antibody test and it came back positive for the antibodies like whenever I would tell that to someone like their immediate reaction was like oh well are you gonna donate blood and I was like I don't think I'm allowed to and like the immediate response of everyone was like well why can't you donate like your plasma like why can't you donate blood and my response of because I'm not straight it's amazing that people still just react with such fury but basically um is it a red cross rule I think um I don't it's an FDA ban well, there's a ban on blood from people who, from. I believe it's just specifically men who have sex with men, or women who have had sex with men who have sex with men. I think is also included in the category, but. Got it. Yeah. But we still have tainted blood, so. Even though it's tested. Blood. You can't donate blood if you've had sex, with a same sex partner in the past. It was six months, and now I think it's three months. Well, it used to be ever. It in a, a couple of years ago, it changed to a year if you've had sex with a if you're a male who's had sex with another man. Sorry, I'm kind of you know throwing generalizing, but yeah, big generalizations. So apologies for that one. Um, within the last year, then you can't donate blood. But if you've been abstinent for over a year, then you can. And then, I think because of the pandemic they mm-hmm. rolled it back to because there's th- a desperation for yeah you know, like dying for blood donations yeah um i that think they were ro- a poor choice of words on my part <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway i think they rolled it back to three months i might have mm-hmm. missed a six month stage somewhere in there um it definitely was six months for a little bit i think and then i think with the pandemic it was shortened to okay. three um which yeah. is stupid because like you said it obviously gets tested when they get it before they give it to anybody. They're not just going to like take my blood and be like, okay, who wants it? Here you yeah. go. <laughs> like, I mean, they, and they literally do test it for HIV and AIDS. Yeah. So as they should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's wondering, um, the reason that that ban exists is because, uh, after the AIDS crisis, they said, you know, before they had tests for AIDS and were, testing blood for aids they were like you know what this is like this is the gay disease so we're just going to put a ban on men who've had sex with men um and people who have used um syringes or like shared needles and Mm -hmm. stuff they're also included Mm -hmm. in that um yeah which is like a little more understandable i think but i don't want to get into that either actually and um yeah no Oh God, maybe edit that out. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but 
that's where it came from and it still exists in a certain capacity today yeah yeah which, which is pretty and fucked up yeah it is it, fucked up it's just so dumb <laughs> it is especially because like gay men take care of their health a lot their sexual health a lot more than <laughs> the normal average human being well saying take care of maybe not but like checks on their sexual health mm-hmm. you yeah know, is getting is getting tested very regularly like i'm tested at least four times a year mm-hmm. and i don't know maybe my straight friends are going and getting tested but i i doubt it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like yeah. maybe who am i to say they're not but yeah and again, you know, like the conversations we've had about PrEP in the past, you know, it, these are huge generalizations. We're making assumptions that, you know, you have access to healthcare sufficient to, you know, cover the cost of being able to do all these things. But, you know, a lot, a lot of gay men who, if you're on PrEP, you have to get tested for, you have to do like a, a full STD panel every three months. Mm-hmm. And, Actually, you know, I don't know if it's a full STD panel, but I know you have to at least get tested for HIV every You have months. to get, you have to do a full blood test before you get a refill of your prescription because they need to make sure that your kidneys and stuff are in check before oh, they okay. do it because it can be so hard on your body. Um, and I don't think you have to do a full panel, but at least from the times that I've gone, because I am on prep, everybody, I'm on Discovy, which is the newer version of it because it's free with my insurance. So I was literally of the mindset of like, why would I not take this? There's like talking. It actually like the first time I ever talked about it was when I was in college. I think it was like my junior or senior year. And I went to the health center and I'd heard about it forever, obviously, but I had never, it's like kind of hard to have that conversation for the first time with like a medical provider. It's not like an easy thing to bring up, but Oh, especially if they're like a college nurse or something, you know, if they're not your like long term provider. Like, I guess maybe it's like harder because I like didn't have like a long term provider really. Like, right. I went to college and I like never got a whatever like a what's the primary name? care what's physician. The... Yeah, I never found like a primary care person because I was like, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was fine, um, but eventually I went to get tested. I think, like, my junior year of college was, like... Or maybe it was my sophomore year. It was the first time I ever got, like, a sexual health checkup, basically. And then, like, junior or senior year, the person that I was talking to, who was, like, the nurse at Tufts, was, like, oh, yeah, like, I worked on developing that drug. Like, I worked on the trials of it, basically. Or something, like, incredible. And she was, she was like, yeah, like, I recommend it highly. She's like, there are very few downsides if you're, like, a primarily healthy person. Like, it, wow. I don't know why anybody wouldn't take it. And I was like... Like, she could have fully been blowing smoke up my ass, but I was like, I believe you. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like uh, okay, yeah. I'm sold. I love so, that. Yeah. And then I do think it's interesting, well, important to note that um, I don't think it's probably like this in every city, but in moving to LA that there are multiple um, LGBT centers, and I would imagine it's like this in most big cities across the country. I would hope um, it's like that at the very least. Yeah, and if you don't have access to healthcare, you can still go to these and get tests, I believe, and, like, potentially have access to PrEP. Um, again, I'm not totally positive, but, like, uh, I know I went in in the past and, like, they've asked if I even had health insurance, but then told me, like, if I don't, I can still get tested, so. Mm. Which is great. Yeah. And I think ah. it's all privately funded. Love that. Yeah, I mean, if we don't have to get into all the details of how it's like, I think costs like $8 to produce a month's supply, and yet it's, you know, $1,500 a month if you don't have insurance in this country. 30, but it's 3400 Oh, 34 right. And whereas I think it's $30 a month in Australia or something like, if you, you know, something. Cr- anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm also <laughs> on prep. Um, even though I am in a long term relationship, I my boyfriend and I thought that it was just kind of the right thing to do in terms of just, you know, maintaining sexual health in, you know, it, it, we do, we are able, we're lucky. We're able to access it through our insurance. Um, but it just makes sense. You know, you should, if it's something that 
there is any risk of catching um and it, you know like you said it isn't bad for your system it just makes sense to you know why wouldn't it's you protect yourself like, oh, why not yeah yeah actually like there's nothing to lose by taking mm-hmm. it oh if for you sure have access to it so yeah and anyway. i think and i do <laughs> think i think between like but just between us girls it's an easy conversation you know but i i think that maybe it's something that straight people don't necessarily hear as much or like at all um they don't so well so it it's really interesting i i don't know if you noticed in my vlogs um, (laughs) (laughs) i i I started i started putting in in almost every video like in part of my daily routine like i was like oh taking my prep i did i put it into almost every single video and i got a snapchat from someone being like interesting that you put this in there and i was like yeah i'm just trying to like normalize it a little bit oh for sure like but it was like almost a social experiment in my brain to like see if anyone would comment about it and of course i like got a snapchat from someone being like okay and i love it (laughs) i was like "Mm, ryan albanese (laughs) Uh. (laughs) of course he had something to say um But no, I, I, I love that. And I think it's the more we can normalize talking openly about taking care of your health and your sexual health, the better. And I think it's totally, especially with something as serious as HIV and AIDS. And, you know, the more we can normalize preventative treatments, the better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh- absolutely oh my god burp one more fucking time <laughs> i will you know i will <laughs> you'll i know it'll be more than one more time um anyway just i guess to wrap up the the hiv aids stuff um and the stigma get tested regularly if you're able to normalize health <laughs> and again measures. ending the stigma is a lot easier said than done and we oh my god that. yeah it's so ingrained in who we are as a people so uh, just like thinking about it and talking about it is really a great first step. So you listening to this podcast is an amazing first step. Good job. Now keep doing more of listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And now a word okay. from our sponsors. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, if anyone would like to sponsor us, no. <laughs> <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Oh my god. Um, Anyways. Anyway, moving on, I think we're going to move into like a little bit of a season recap. And a year recap. And a life recap. I mean, I feel like this has been a, a whole other life. Yeah. All right, yeah, do with that what you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, a whole different life. Aaron, what are some things that you have really taken away from this doing this podcast i mean i think i'm interested to hear specifically like what have you learned about queer people since doing this especially with that being like the general uh overtone of the pod is just to you know learn more about the queer community um i mean i think i don't think that it's a perfect science and i think that we're um always working at being better just as a uh, like a first a first thing to note and a first thing to stay, say. You but and me? I think, yeah, us oh. on top of everybody else. But <laughs> Perfect I think that, in like, science. This no. <laughs> year has been like a huge learning year for everybody. And I think that it's been interesting, again, like unpacking a lot of the implicit bias that I have in myself that I've never really realized before. Um, and I think like... I would say that I've I learned a lot when I was at Tufts about, you know, all of that about, um, like race and gender and ethnicity and everything and lots of the, the different social stratification that we see in America. But it's interesting, um, looking at it from like the queer lens and seeing what identities I've centered for my entire life and not even like realize that I've been doing it. Um, and, you know, like, the conversations that we had with Austin are really some 
that resonated with me a few weeks a few weeks back. Um, I don't know. It's all been like a really. I mean, on top of the whole starting a, a project from scratch and trying to like build it from the ground up, it reminds me of when I started making YouTube videos and kind of like that excitement of like, oh my God, we got like 10 listens. Oh my God, we got a hundred listens. Like mm-hmm. seeing the numbers and stuff is like, oh, it's always something that's like motivated me. Um, not that it's like a gauge of success, but it's definitely like a trackable thing. So um, it's always something that I've like used to kind of push myself. So that's been really exciting to like kind of start that over again. Um, especially it's like, I think getting a view on a YouTube video is kind of negligible. I mean, maybe you listen, like watch a minute, but I feel like the transition or the, you know, the getting someone to listen to a podcast episode and like sit and listen to us for an hour and a half is pretty incredible. Um, Not to like pat ourselves on the back, but I just like, I think it's really, I don't think that it's like an easy feat to like build a podcast by any means. So um, it's been cool to kind of do all of that. Um, oh, I totally agree. I mean, it's 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 unlike anything I've ever done before. And so every time I see that, you know, even one person is listening to this, it's like incredibly humbling. Um, yeah. And just like I'm, I'm so grateful that people like want to listen to our conversations. Um, Especially our friends. Like, Genuinely, I know that this is going to be a weird thing to like verbalize, but thinking back to like when we launched it and all the support that we got from the people that we knew personally and like watching everybody like post about it and follow the Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. it was like, it's very wild to see the support from people you know. Whereas, like, if you like when it's less personal and you're seeing it from people that you don't know personally, you're like, oh cool like this is really fun but like when people you know are like this is awesome like i i can't wait to listen like it just really is uh Mm -hmm. it hits it hits yeah and especially the people that have showed continued support and have you know messaged talking to me about the episodes It, it is so uh it's honestly it can be overwhelming at times like i honestly don't know how to respond like normally sometimes that because i am kind of just like how do i talk about a conversation that i already had mm-hmm. and like you responding to it other than being like yeah that was cool or like whatever but um it, it's new i think i'm getting better at it and but when it's all said and done i'm, I'm just so appreciative of everybody um yeah. and i love however awkward i may be <laughs> in answering <laughs> i i love love getting messages um yeah from people reacting positively or negatively or whatever to the episode or to an episode i mean even the i don't think we got i think i maybe got like one or two messages from people who were upset about things that we said um i could really there's only one that came to mind but well two i got one also of someone who called me out because they thought i said they thought i used the r word in a podcast and i was like no i didn't but i was like (laughs) i still commend you for like having the balls to like message me and be like please don't use that word it's kind of offensive because it's not for sure do that and like having the having the (laughs) having the audacity (laughs) (laughs) but like having the having the like the sense of self to reach out to someone and be like hey, I think that what you said was kind of wrong and I think that you should re-examine it, like, is not an easy thing to do. So I also commend everybody who, you know, listens to things and watches, mm-hmm. like, actually, not just, like, trolls on a YouTube video, but, like, reaches out and is like, I think you should re-examine kind of what you said. That's really important. And I think that that's kind of how we grow as people. So oh, for sure. And I think that's something, I at least I would, I'm sure you feel the same, would love to kind of bring into you know, the new content in season two is trying hopefully to make this really feel like something that people can reach out to us to continue conversation with or yeah, to build more of a community around it. Totally. Or even like reach out to the pe- the people who are on the episodes. Like it would be pretty cool to have some a guest come on and then, you know, a week or so later be like, actually, yeah, people like reached out to me to want to like talk about something on the episode. Like that'd be really cool to me. Um, what do you but, mean? Like, like if I'm back on? 
no, no, no. Just like have a, a guest like reach out to us like a week later and be like, yeah, actually like some of your listeners like reached out and like had some really cool conversations mm-hmm. about some of the things that I said, like that would just be super cool. Um, just cause yeah. I think there's so many, there's so many awesome things that we talk about, so many awesome people that we have had and that we're going to have. So if, you know, if we can help create conversation and help our, even ourselves to keep learning, I mean, I learn every fucking episode, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think too, genuinely, like a way that we could do that is by having like a questions of the week section almost, or like advice section where people kind of write in and say like, this is something that I'm going through and like kind of want to talk about and just, um, having us kind of address that. But again, it's like, I think that that'll maybe happen naturally as people kind of have things that they want us to address. But maybe, I mean, Matt, like we were talking about earlier, Matt and I have kind of been um, throwing around ideas of how to like restructure the podcast and like how to improve it going forward. And I think that potentially um, maybe if we include that in the intro, um, rather we're, we're thinking about restructuring the intro. So it's not just like, Hey, how are you? What's going on in your yeah. life? It has like a little bit more of a sense of purpose. Cause like we tried to do that with the gay tweets and which I think was like a good step, but I think that could almost be like a better, like concrete beginning. I don't know. But again, that's like, that's something yeah. that we can only do when it's presented to us kind of. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That was a tangent, <laughs> <laughs> but I also just like, random shout outs but i know that like mara or mara um has dm'd us multiple times uh just kind of showing support and we appreciate you a lot Mm -hmm. uh i know that you are one that's listened to i think probably almost every single episode also brett um has dm'd me a few times about his thoughts on the episode so i appreciate you uh and thank you for all your support as well yeah also a big shout out to i don't know if i should say first and last name Michael. I think they'll know who they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've had awesome conversation. Um, I think he's honestly the person I think of when I'm thinking of the like awkward responses <laughs> that I've had, but we're had... like, how do I respond to this? It, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I love it every time. Um, so big, mm. thank you. Keep it coming. I love talking to you about the episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just so fun and, cool and humbling and i'm so appreciative of everybody (laughs) um something that i've actually learned in general about the queer community it's something that i kind of like knew but that i really saw from a lot of our guests was the confidence in their vulnerability Mm is really I mean, impressive just just to interject really quickly too i don't want to gas us up too much on the podcast but i do think that we create a pretty decent level of comfort when people are coming on oh i hope like so i, I think i, I mean so i think too. you're i it's think something you're right that we but... definitely i think it's something that we definitely like strive for we definitely want it to be like a safe space for anybody who's you know taking the time out of their day to come on and educate us and like talk to us about their lives and also like everybody listening to the episodes but yeah it's it's been really like refreshing and nice to hear that from people who have come on and been like you guys really have like made me super comfortable I mean even like Steven said that last week at the end of his interview I feel like Mm -hmm. I would say like probably 40% at the end of the episode say that and I'm like oh thank god (laughs) Matt, yeah. like Matt Crawford two weeks ago left and was like, that was one of the most therapeutic things I've done in so long. And I yeah, like, I remember telling me that. It should be. Like, podcasting should be therapeutic. You're just, I don't know. I mean, at least this type of podcast. But, yeah. uh, no, I, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, it has been, it has kind of blown me away sometimes. Um, just like the level of, I mean, I think that, and then taking it to the neck of, um, the level of comfortability, I guess, that people have to share with us. But then even further is like the amount that it's obvious that people have really dealt and thought about Mm. themselves and their identities and like who they are as people. It's something that I think that we're all kind of forced to do as queer people more so than 
hetero straight hetero cis people um (laughs) hetero (laughs) straights um and i think it really shows in that you know we're able to to talk about ourselves in a way that is really personal but be really having thought about that for so long and dealt with that and kind of you know once we come into our own we're really confident in that and you know it's a sign of power and strength that we're able to look internally and discuss Mm -hmm. our like most personal thoughts and issues regarding you know our gender identity and our sexuality and talk about them with such confidence yeah yeah that's true totally yeah and even people who are still kind of figuring it out you know i think hopefully us the space that we create but hopefully the queer community in general is becoming a place where even if you don't have it all figured out and you may not have that confidence level yet you know just being able to explore Mm -hmm. or kind of go through changes in that there's hopefully there's a, a confidence in knowing that you're it's a safe place and you're able to explore that yeah if that makes sense it does it does i think and i mean it also like for everyone who is figuring it out and and feel like you're really in the thick of it like i don't want to say it never ends because that sounds daunting and like scary but it like it never ends i thought i was at the end of it for a little bit but that's like the it's like it's Think of it as like an exciting thing. Like I came to a point oh, yeah. where I was like, I'm comfortable. I, I, I have figured it out. And I'm like, even in doing this, it's like, it's kind of forced me to look at myself a little bit deeper. And it's like, but it's exciting. It's not scary. Oh, totally. I totally agree. I, I think it, I think you get to a point where it, none of it ends up being, there is zero sense of like bad because you know mm-hmm. there's so much like self-hate at the beginning and you're scared of things or whatever and then you get to a point yeah. where you're like actually i'm good i'm gonna yeah. be me and it's gonna be awesome and there's nothing totally. scary about being me yeah yeah and then once you get to that point the more you figure out about yourself the more you're like yeah. there's like a switch where you're like oh this is great instead of like mm-hmm. oh my god this is terrible you're like oh yeah amazing you know, i'm learning you know, what makes me tick um i'm thinking pretty much or i'm thinking a lot of madison werner um i'm thinking of her episode and her interview she was just so open um about you know that she's her evolution is still ongoing and she's excited to see where it takes her and that she knows she's probably not at the end of things but that there's so much left to learn about herself and just like all the confidence that she had in that and then seeing how she is like on her instagram as well um she's just so so vulnerably confident yeah yeah her and faith confident confidently vulnerable yeah and faith totally the first person that kind of made us look at gender and sex is like an evolution rather than like anything else yeah rather than like a transition from one to the other yeah just a a, just a period of growth like a never-ending period of growth too yeah i mean yeah um yeah for sure so big shout out to them growth yeah (laughs) you know what that is growth (laughs) any other fun stories from the season you want to highlight before we before we say bye I mean, all of them. I really think that, like, every yeah. episode is incredible. Um, I mean... I do, too. Faith's is one that's always been, like... Was, like, one of my favorites because it was the first time I'd ever really thought about sexuality in, like, a sociolo- sociological lens. Um, our friend Dave Chen's was super interesting because... I mean, I loved that it was one of the first ones we did, so we were, like, so excited to talk about one thing, and then we were like, wait, actually, we should, like, go back because we talked about, <laughs> yeah. like... like beauty standards in the gay community and then we were and then we were like wait hold on we actually have to like introduce who you are also tossie's mom like oh the so interview with good. Elena will always be one of my favorites like i think that that was just like so incredible and then when, when tossie mm-hmm. was like wait you should talk to my mom like I, my jaw was like on the floor like i was like do you think that she would want to talk to us that one was elena who grew up in soviet russia everybody from september Oh, yeah. that was that was such a cool one. I mean, I I honestly I think that one is like one of the most unique, unique. 
Absolutely. I mean, everybody's story is unique. I don't want to pretend that that's not the Different case, but from our own. Yes. Oh my God. It was like that, that was totally so foreign and just like, I like, I could anything I'd ever heard before. Yeah, totally. I was like, literally nothing like this has ever in any sense happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another one that where it's just like, it just reminds you how privileged we are as like people grow, like mm-hmm. people growing up now in America, even though it's like, Again, it's just like this has been when I when I talk about like the opening of my eyes this year with this podcast, it's like just the constant reminder of even though we grew up and you know we were kind of bullied in middle school, it's like like Ian said in Matt's interview, like we're not gonna be persecuted or arrested for being gay and you know, we didn't grow up in Soviet Russia. I don't know. Just the Yeah. No, I th- I think you're I think you make really good points. Thanks, girl. Which other yeah, ones stood out to you? <laughs> um, I honestly, the things that have stood <laughs> other out other than all of them, <laughs> yeah, other than all of them. But um, I, I think of some of the stories that made me laugh the hardest. Honestly, um, the episode with Ari where she was talking about the like the most lesbian all girls Catholic mm. school like ever. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like so funny and how but also she- like. I loved that it, like, that episode had the depth of, like, the funniest part ever. Like, that part was hysterical. And I loved the transition into, like, the 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 intricacies of, like, the politics in America and, like, whether you should just vote for Joe and Kamala and all oh, those yeah. things. Like, I loved that it had, like, the different layers there where I was, like, you're hysterical and your story's amazing and then also you're fucking so much smarter than me. <laughs> like, oh, my God. She's... Yeah. I mean, that, honestly, yeah. that's how I felt after, like, almost every episode, where I was yeah. like, uh, wow, you are, uh, so fucking smart. I can't, can't, I cannot keep up. Um, what? Wow, wow. Oh, wow, wow, we, whoa. Um. Fucking like blues clues. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. and then... And then Sev from Australia, he, mm. his episode was so, so much fun. He was so, he's so funny. Um, we still have to go on his podcast. Oh, uh, we do. I think they're taking a break though. They are. Yeah. Um, Which is perfect because now we have time to watch these <laughs> like me. Oh, that's what that's called. I keep forgetting. Which a number of people now have been like, have you seen it? It's so good. And I'm like, funny that you bring this show up to me as opposed to watch it to, to go sp- be on a podcast to talk sp- about. Like, supposed to watch it four months ago. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Last time I was back on the East Coast. But his his episode, like, same, like, so funny, but so many, like, levels to it. Um, and so many different topics i mean that it, that really is a lot of them if not all of them yeah oh God. any more that you wanna that you have fun memories of i mean i'm sure they're fun memories all of them. them yeah nico's episode i thought was hysterical also like it just was really like it was very cathartic for me to talk about the entertainment industry i guess because it's like he gets it so it was like fun to like Mm -hmm. do that and then like genuinely i wish you lived on the west coast because like i'm looking at the episode i recorded with izzy and then like thinking about the one that i recorded with matt crawford in person Mm -hmm. like it's just like i wish we could just do these in person it would be so much more enjoyable um the ones that we did with ian and sydney of course were like iconic oh so (laughs) talk about therapy (laughs) Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just like adding, stoking the fire of the fact that I went to Milton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't remember me. you being there, but I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. I was really quiet in high school. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like the one we did with Julio, who <sighs> is opening up in the fucking Smithsonian soon. We had mm-hmm. Kira on, who again is like the prime example of like, the perfect person for us to talk to who was like the most excited for this podcast and then like also is brilliant and then also has like mm-hmm. such an incredible story so mm-hmm. there's all good uh, i wish i could like i mean in theory we could go in and shout out everybody but that might get a little tedious at some point but seriously everybody who who came on thank you yeah uh, 
It's I mean, my initial good. thought for this episode was to literally go through and like pick the favorite parts from each episode and edit them into one. And then I was like, I will throw myself off of a really tall <laughs> building if I did that. Like, no, I'm not going through twenty five hours. Twenty five hours of of us fucking talking. Like, oh my god, no, no. If no. you want to see the highlights, go to Queering the Air Pod on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> There are some graphics over there. I love it. Ugh, the one with Sheeman. The one with Carson. They're also good. So good. And season two is going to someone... be even better. So I know this is a loaded question. Mm-hmm. But how was your year? Do we have some highs? Do we have some lows? Do we have... Maybe, should we just do positives? We could do that. I do want to know what your favorite album and your favorite show of the year was at some point, but we can give that in a second. Um, if, uh, yeah, let's my favorite show is Elite on Netflix. Was that? Thi- no, that wasn't this year. That's been. It didn't. I watched all of that in quarantine. The yeah, shows okay. that I've binged in quarantine, I watched all of Elite in like. I watched three seasons in three days. I watched all of um, the one with Kristen Bell. Um, the Good Place. The Good Place, yeah. So good. I just finished The Flight Attendant, which you have to watch. It's only yes, eight I episodes. Do. It's I'm so actually good. just pulling up my Netflix right now because I, I can't even remember the shows that I've watched Same. at this point. It's all such a blur. It's such a blur. Um, the fact that there were already like three seasons of Drag Race, five seasons of Drag Race this oh year. Oh my god, so much Drag Race was, it was a lot. Too many too many yeah and the new one starts a week from today oh my god <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um i i'm not gonna lie i actually loved the new season of sabrina that came out Witch. sabrina teenage Witch. i loved that one um and then actually this was totally my favorite thing my favorite show this year the last season of this italian show called sabora came out and it ended what up does that mean Flavor? it's no no um it's close it uh, it's s-u-b-u-r-a um it's supposed to be just like the old like i think it's a latin word for or like the italianization of a latin word i don't know if there's a lot of intricacies to that we're not gonna talk about but (laughs) of the like place (laughs) in rome where it just like a like a bad place where like set like the rome Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard room. Um, watch. Where, like, the sex workers are and where there's a lot of, like, violence and stuff. That's what it's supposed to be in reference to. It's it's a gang. It's it's a movie about, like, gangs and the mob or sort of the mob. Not the Sicilian mob, although they show up a little bit. Um, I don't Is know if you'd act... me miss Rome? I don't know if you're going to like it, to be honest. I don't know if it's your cup of tea. It's it's very serious. Um, I, I can't be serious? <laughs> no. Um, I, but, okay. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger exactly why. I mean, I would love for you to try it and let me know what you think. Is it in Italian? It is, but there's subtitles and voiceovers if you want those. Um, but anyway, watch foreign shows with voiceovers. Yeah, I agree. Watch them in their native tongue with the subtitles. Agreed. (laughs) Um, with the subletters, um, the (laughs) subletters. Um, but the last season of that show came out and it was like, I have never, oh my God, what am I saying? Bly Manor. (laughs) Duh. That's the one that hit me the hardest. So good. But anyway, sorry. This, this show, um, has been, no, um, Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on like a multi-year, like a four-year, I think, journey with the show Sabora. Um, so it, and I've watched it like right as it all came out. So it was a lot. It was very emotional. Ended up being, ended up being a little bit gay. Um, really? So that was kind of cute. In Italy? Yeah. Crazy. Um, it's love that. It's really not drive. It doesn't drive the plot or anything like that. But it features a little bit a little sprinkle of gay (laughs) like the teeniest little sprinkle like two 
grains of salt. Well, bloop, 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 yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop. Or I should say sugar, I guess. But um, yeah, so that was it for me. Little granules. Yes, that. <laughs> um, the album is called All Distortions Are Intentional by Neck Deep. It's a pop punk album because I'm still a happy emo kid. Um, nice. And it's so good. I've listened to it a ton. I love Loved that. it. What about you? What's your favorite album or your favorite song? Um, the, my most played album of the year. Uh, it might now be Miley's Plastic Hearts, but probably oh, not. so good. Um, I think my most listened to album of the year was probably Drake's Take Care. Uh, I don't know. I've oh my just god, are you okay? That are you okay? Perfect. It's it, so good. <laughs> it is, but like, there's a lot of songs that's like, girl, are you? You, you doing well, all right? <laughs> you you know this. For I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but like each month I make a new podcast of the month. And this Playlist. is the way that my, What did I say? Podcast, podcast. of the month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, I told you my brain needs a reset. I do a new playlist each month where I add my songs of the month and I just listen to the month on repeat because that's the way that my brain works. I like need to listen to a song over and over and over and over again when I find it and I love it. And then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, time to move on. So (laughs) this works really well for me, but I don't really pick like albums that I like listening to because I, I don't know. I also... The only people, like, I think my top artists of the year are, like, Chelsea Cutler, John Bellion. Jordy is one that I, like, died for this year. He's queer. Amazing. I want him on in the spring. <laughs> I was going to say, wink, wink, but we've never I contacted him, so. Love, <laughs> I love all of his stuff that he puts out, so. Uh, definitely Aaron's going to slide into his DMs. Potentially. I, I just want to hear more about his life, too. Milo, another great artist. Zolita. Now I'm just listing off all the like yeah. LA you just music doing... <laughs> babies that I love. Are you just doing your Spotify 2020 rap, Spotify wrapped? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would know anything on that. Well, actually, uh, I did the one that came out the other day about them. Like, It's like the AI bot that like destroys your Spotify playlist. And it was all like, oh, yeah. do you really listen to years and years? And I was like, yes, I love years <laughs> and years. And they're another queer band. So yeah. fuck it up. Yeah, I did that too, and it mine just like didn't make sense, just because I've have, like. I used to hook my phone up to it in the restaurant that I worked at, so I would just like play uh, the same album like over and over and over. Yeah, exactly. Music. Yeah, so it's like, did you really listen to, uh, whatever like, Torna Sorrento, this many times? You really, I'm like, I don't even know what that like, is. No. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't super fun, but hopefully going forward it'll be about our. Yeah. Anyway, Competitive. I think that's Megan the Stallion. Megan's uh, Megan's album was probably my album of the year. Or I like I really liked Chromatica too. Honestly, I yeah uh, I did too. I just want to dance to that so bad. I want to dance to what fucking song is it? It's the one Rain on Me. Da Baby. No 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 no. It's off Megan's new album. Oh. It's called Cry Baby <laughs> with Da Baby listen to it after this Matt. i want to dance yeah, to it. it so badly <laughs> we're we're, sto- <laughs> we're gonna storm ato so good <laughs> we're taking over ato again I'm zoe Boston, if you're listening i'll meet you there in 10 yeah. minutes <laughs> like, jack mm. zoe if you guys are listening let's go t-shop see you in the basement anique <laughs> oh all right well i think on that note, I think we might be wrapping up season one. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it's no, only gonna get it's only gonna get better from here, folks. So what a treat. I also like would love to eventually have people back on and see how much they've grown since we've talked to them last. So that would be fun. So if there was anyone where you like you were like, I fucking loved them, they were the best guest i ever listened to like dm us and we can have it back on and be like what's new yeah it's been a whole six months since we talked to you what's been new is since we're still in quarantine but (laughs) (laughs) anyways (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't shady no (laughs) so we will see you again in february yes we will whatever date that is until then 
go back and listen to all of our old episodes. Um, February second. Yeah, February second. Two two. Oh, I'm supposed to get a tattoo that day. Okay. Anyway, um, can't wait to open with that. Yeah. <laughs> what you get? What you get on your face today? Uh no. Um, but all right. Thanks, See queers. Bye. <laughs> Until Love then, you. Keep queer. Wait, we have to like do us the proper sign off, girl. Oh Come yeah, on. you're. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, Aaron. Where can if, everybody find you? If you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> <laughs> remember to rate it five stars on the iTunes Store, along with I would just rate the podcast five stars. It really helps with the algorithm. And click subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to find us, mm-hmm. we can be found where. Aaron. Um, I'm everywhere at Aaron Idelson. What about you, Matt? And I'm uh, Instagram at Maddie Roar. And the podcast Instagram is Queering the Air Pod. Um, don't get sad about us not uploading for four whole episodes because I will still be uploading on YouTube. We will still be posting on Instagram and Twitter and I don't know. Who fucking knows? <laughs> we just need a break. <laughs> A little quick little break, and then we're gonna be back and better than ever. I'm like my computer. I'm also at three <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right. <laughs> well, signing off. I hope you guys have a safe and healthy New Year. Beginning. <laughs> the to gayest new thing year. we did this week was record a podcast on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes, this is true. Period. Wow, I forgot about that. The gayest thing I did this week. Oh, I'm dog sitting. That was pretty. That's pretty gay. All right, let's I, just go. I still think the gayest thing I did this week was log on to fucking Tinder in upstate New York and the person who was wearing a shirt that said, I'll be your cum rag. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to go. I was like, I'm that deleting is, my phone. That That's going to work and be good for a long time. <laughs> Should that be our merch? Let us know if you would buy a t-shirt that said, I'll be your cum rag. All right, we'll let you guys know about uh, that okay. merch in February. Okay, bye. Bye.